This is episode 6 of Spiritual AF with Pixie Rose, the podcast for people going on their spiritual journey, knowing that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Rani Darby is a wife, a mum, queen, a goddess, and a feminine change maker. Rani offers aromatic healing, soul modes mentoring, and cyclic awareness for women. I met Rani after the birth of my son. We had gone to school together, but we were able to connect as mum friends. A mutual friend actually brought us together because we were parenting the same in, in her way of thinking, which was different to the norm. So Rani was there for me when I was going through my transformation as a mother. So in lots of ways, having Rani in my life gave me permission to to parent the way I intuitively felt because she felt the same. So thank you, first of all, for that, for being a part of my journey and welcome to Spiritual AF. <laughs> my pleasure. Um, yeah, that's literally just brought, we've, we're starting with tears, we're off to a good start. I feel like um like you saying that is everything because it's like that's what I that's what I want to bring to the world is that women to have permission to trust their instincts like it that's it in a yeah. nutshell so that what an intro <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you <laughs> you're already doing it amazing <laughs> so would you be able to tell us a bit about your story and your spiritual journey? I was actually like, as you know, recently writing my about me for my website and trying to, cause I don't know that journey I've always been like journey. I don't know. Cause it's just like this state of becoming, I guess, and getting more back to who you are at the core. So trying to yeah write my about me recently and yeah, I, I think the biggest the biggest transformation for me was, like many women, was obviously having your first baby. Like that's a really profound experience. It's a really awakening, but also shattering, I guess, because you have to shatter so many illusions. And yeah, so it definitely started then, the awakening of like wanting to do things right for my son and make sure that he was as healthy as he could be and all that kind of stuff came from there. But I think it really began when I started my first business because I guess it's just evolved as I have over time. Um, and I started to be around really incredible women and I started to I started welcoming in friendships and things that were much more aligned to who I was and what I wanted within my life but didn't actually realise it. It was like, my, like a higher state that was bringing it, but I was bringing it. So... Yeah, I started to be, and I actually was trying to write my about me and put this into the right words. But um, I remember I was sitting beside um, my firstborn, Caleb. I was sitting beside his bed and I, I just sat there and meditated while he fell asleep. Like I was sitting there kind of, I used to sit next to his bed and he'd go to sleep. Gosh, I wish he would do that now. <laughs> um, and he'd gone to sleep and I came out of this meditation and I was messaging someone and I said, you're just so beautiful and you're just so wise and so amazing. And she, she said something along the lines, it's just yourself reflected through me. And I still remember that moment. And obviously like reflection is a big thing when you start to become like quotation marks, like spiritual so that whole reflection thing, I've kind of too, as you know, because we've had many conversations about it and I'm always a bit hesitant about when it's negative, refle- not negative, but reflection that's hard to take. Yeah. 
But in this instance, it was a really beautiful reflection. And I started to be able to see my reflection through beautiful women around me. Like, so I was surrounding myself with really amazing people who like our energy would just bounce off each other and we're able to see the beauty and the wisdom and just how incredibly amazing we were as women. And that was powerful. Like, I feel like that is where it really began Mm. for me. Yeah. Mm. I love how you described it as like the transformation of the mother as a shattering. Yeah. Like that's so accurate. And that was exactly what was happening to me when we met. It was completely shattering. Um, And just to have somebody in my life that was okay with that was just so, yeah, it's just so essential for this, this journey. Yeah, definitely. Experience that we're having. Can you describe a bit more about that transformation of the mother for you? I feel like it, like you go through it with your firstborn and then again with each subsequent child. So I've got the, obviously got the two boys. So I think it happened again, but on a different level with my second and probably, probably for the pregnancy of my second as well, like that whole experience. So the transformation of the mother, um, if we're, if we're supported and if we allow it, it's, It's like the perfect opportunity to come back home to ourselves. And I guess I don't know much about the like maiden mother, the, those phases of your life, but I know that like that becoming from maiden into mother, like it would have to be the most profound of them all because it's like your ego obviously comes into it a lot because you have like the maiden is all about you. So your ego is so there and then you become a mother and it's no longer all about you and you've got to learn how to have it be all about somebody else but still find yourself in amongst the mess I guess because it's chaotic yeah so I guess at the root of it it's just like the biggest opportunity to come back home to yourself if if you are supported and able to trust your intuition and your instincts. Mm, yeah, that makes so much sense, like how you've articulated that. It is it is really shattering the ego because I remember going through that and discovering, you know, in my spiritual journey, discovering Dr. Wayne Dyer and all of his concepts around the ego and just resonating so much yeah. about releasing that ego. Like it's just been so massive for me. So, yeah, I think feel like totally resonates with me I think um a Wayne Dwyer quote actually came up on my Facebook memories today and I it was you were the one who introduced me to him as well so in all the ways that you've just like introed me and like yeah it's been incredibly profound to have the reflection of that as we transform and shatter together so it's been very cool as well (laughs) yeah we have been a bit of a mirror haven't we yeah definitely really incredible yeah yeah (laughs) So yeah, those those sort of mum friendships are so special, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think you were much much like you made good friendships out of your mum's group. I think is what you're yes. saying. So I found it like the because we come to, like we just get kind of chucked in these groups and be like, you've got kids, off you go. And I think it's quite ongoing as your children get older. Like, oh, we've got kids the same age, so like instantly we should buddy up like that's what happens and obviously sometimes it works really beautifully but in so many other ways like there's a lot of pressure from society to seek your tribe out that way Mm. rather than um yeah who society society kind of says we should be with rather than seeking out who feels good to us and who like our soul is actually being drawn to Mm. um yeah well even that like I feel like before you become a mother the people that you are friends with you know there's there's still that 
there's not even a real sense of alignment. Like you come from all sorts of different backgrounds and different values and different beliefs. And then for me, like a big part of that first transformation as a mother, because I fully agree, it was completely different with my son, my firstborn to my second. But for my firstborn, it was very much about who am I? who is my like authentic true self like completely letting go of that ego and who society thinks that I am yeah and who I truly believe that I am and then in that you know it it felt impossible for me to associate with people that weren't in alignment to me that didn't have the same beliefs and and especially around parenting yeah and that, like, that's, I guess, as well, where I was, um, like, we've got all these friends, but then you start, like, the friends who start having babies, they kind of start to separate from the ones that aren't having children. Yeah. And it's almost unexplainable to be out because they, they are obviously open to being there for you, but it's like an, an initiation, isn't it? Like, you move into motherhood, and unless you're a mother or you've actually experienced it, it's actually, it's really impossible to communicate your feelings and like be on a similar wavelength to the people who haven't. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware that there's going to be people that are listening to this who don't have children. I was going to say like, not to be offended, but do you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. And like, it's just like, yeah, it's completely, completely different. And you go through this, like this initiation and you move into this next phase. And unless the connection that you, that's where I was going with it, unless the connection you have with those people was really aligned and really soul nourishing and really good for you, then it's probably not going to continue. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that shattering, like I said, the shattering of illusions. Like if your friendship isn't strong and you aren't in alignment, then that illusion's going to be shattered pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I was just having a thought there as well while you were talking about that. <laughs> Might be gone as well. <laughs> That's what I mean. I've got all these things that I'm like, hang on, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, it felt so important. It might yeah, come back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like fully, fully resonating with, um, with, ev- oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, one thing that I've actually, I don't know if it's a feeling of compassion. I really love the word journey. So I'm probably going to say it a hundred times today. Um, but I actually felt so not so much for after my first child, but probably more so on my second, I started having this like compassion for my friends that don't have kids and the people in my life that don't have kids, like, you know, my sister or, you know, people like that, because I did come to this awareness that they really don't get it and you can't get it until you experience things, you know, until you experience that same situation. Like there's just no way for them to understand it just by you sharing your experiences. So I honestly just have a bit of compassion for people that don't, that don't get it. I'm like, that's okay. Like, you know, I think you put it far better than what I did. Absolutely. That is exactly what I was trying to say. Do you know what I mean? Like with all the love in my heart, just being like, you don't get it. No. (laughs) 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 Uh. <laughs> how would you describe your style of parenting oh the word crunchy is the first thing that popped into my mind but human innate I'm trying to think of stuff that doesn't have labels and yeah, is like I is know. my own because it's really hard but I guess if people um yeah wanted to see like where we were at in in regards to how like we were with parenting um I do try to I think innate is probably the best way to describe it trust my intuition allow my kids to trust their intuition 
And I think that within itself, like we are innately supposed to is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. Innately supposed to do things a certain way, or we are called to, or our, our, our soul and our bodies are designed to do things a certain way. And I think if we can just like tune out of the bullshit then that would be the way I would parent. So probably, yeah, innate, like I just, I'm still human. So I still make mistakes. I'm still find that I have like these triggers coming up and yeah, sometimes I feel like I failed, but at the end of the day, if I am able to trust my intuition and my kids are feeling like they have a voice and they can trust their intuition, I guess that's probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. And I think, yeah, it's a bit tricky with, with all the labels, I guess, um, I probably resonate to like conscious, <coughs> conscious, yeah, con- definitely yeah, Sorry. conscious parenting a bit. And I guess just my way of thinking around that is that if I'm conscious of everything I'm doing and taking responsibility for everything I'm doing, that's kind of like a flow on effect. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So yeah. So interesting that you were talking. I was just having brain bubbles in the car and that was one of them just about like, um, it was, it was about women in particular and being victims and that kind of stuff. And if at the core of everything, if we're taking responsibility of our own shit like everything else will be okay and flow as it needs to Mm. um and everything if you're taking responsibility of your own shit everyone else's shit won't affect you I guess that was my brain bubble so bit off topic but it probably does relate I guess like if you're taking responsibility of your own shit as a parent then it's not gonna be like your kids are free to be who they need to be and who they are innately want like who they innately want to be as well yes yeah love it what has been the biggest lesson so far that your children have taught you? Yeah, that's, that's, there's so many. The first one that pops to mind is once again, like, I feel like everything that I'm about is just about trusting your intuition. <laughs> like, yeah. And even there's still times when I don't and I'm like, get to the, go through whatever we're going through. And I get to the end of it. I'm like, if I had to just trust my intuition at the start of this whole thing, we would have been like we wouldn't have had to go through all this stuff. Obviously, there's lessons in this stuff, but yeah, it's like it's just a constant um, reminder of yeah, listening to that inner yeah yeah yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, beautiful. <laughs> no, I love that. Can you so so one of the things that you do at the moment in amongst like all the wonderful offerings that you offer. You've recently become a Soul Modes mentor. Can you explain a bit about Soul Modes? Because I believe this is quite new. Like it's a new sort of thing and I just love it. Like I love like listening to you talk about Soul Modes and I just think, and often I like will share the things that you've been sharing to other women and they're like, oh my God, yes, this like completely makes sense to me. So can you share what is Soul Modes? What got you into it? Like how you discovered it? All right. First, like, it's so cool to hear that you're sharing it with other women because I sometimes I feel like, because um, like the the pe- the person who has discovered soul modes. So, um, the belief behind it is that it it exists within us. We are, if you are a feminine core being, then it exists within you. You're a cyclic being, and the all the different cycles exist within you. It's just a matter of understanding and getting to know them better. So obviously, like the person who discovered soul modes, her name's Carly Marie. Like I am following a lot of her followers and they all get it. So sometimes, you know, when you're like, when you're immersed in something, it can feel like they're people on the out, not on the outside, but the people, there's other people out there who just don't get it. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to hear that you're spreading that. And yeah, awesome to hear. Um, so soul modes is this belief that these four women or these four 
cups exist within us and it's a cycle that we run through and it can be it can run on a daily monthly however it's it's until that cup is filled up I'm still practicing how to explain it. No, so just this is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll start with explaining it as the four women. So to start with, we've got our wild mode. So she is about invoking change in your life. She has your high, your best, highest interest at heart. And she wants you to go after all the things to create, like you to, yeah, to, to fulfill your purpose, I guess. Um, so that's what she's all about. You then move, I'll go, like, I'll go through the women and then explain what they mean yeah, and do. Sure. So um, from your wild woman, you then have your bear, your inner bear. And she is about working through your shit, pretty much. It's about going deep, silencing the outside world, going deep and just like dredging up all the crap that you need to work through. Then you have super, your superwoman, and she's about getting the shit done. So you've got your wild woman who's just like gone about creating all this change um, and like kind of actioning stuff. Then you've got your bear who's like kind of dredging up. Okay, so we've just created all this change. What's coming up around the things that I've created change about? Is there fears? Is there doubts? Is there something standing in the way? Like that's where your bear comes into it and they're going to like dredge through that and work it out. Then your superwoman comes and goes, cool. Thanks guys. You've cleared the path. This is what we're going to do. And we're going about doing it right now. Then you come around to your inner sparkle, which is like a sparkly fairy. Um, and she's about presence and gratitude. So all that beautiful work that you've been doing in the first three phases of that cycle, you come back around to your sparkly fairy and she oozes love and pres- presence and gratitude so that you can pause for a moment to examine all of the beautiful work that you've just done in the other modes. And then you start again. And every time that you kind of cycle through this, you come out as a more clearer version of who you, who you are on the inside, I guess, who your soul yearns to be. So um, as I said, it, it varies at all times, depending on how efficient you are at fulfilling each woman's needs. So in wild, like the needs that need to be met are like, um, yeah, feeling like you've created change and feeling like you've been in tune with that higher purpose. And um, so when I'm in wild, I'll go through some examples and use myself. So yeah. when I'm in wild, I find it really hard not to use it on the house. And that's a huge thing is like (laughs) being able to use it as a self-improvement tool rather than an overall improvement tool. Yeah. But my inner wild woman, she like scribbles real hard in her journal. She has like these profound, profound places that she wants to take her business and she can, um, her kids actually drive her a little bit wild Hence the word wild woman. Like I find it really, really hard to concentrate and be present with my children when I'm in wild mode. Um, I can be a little bit snappy. So for me, it's a real sacral energy. Like it's that womb space. It's like that, I want to say primitive, like yearning for creating all the things that you want to create. I think that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'd love to just, because actually wild, it's interesting that wild is sort of the start of it. Because when I've been explaining it to other people and I'm, I know I'm not a soulmates mentor and I'm just no, sort of following yeah. what you're sharing, but it just excites me so much. I always forget wild. I go through them and I'm like, there's one more. What's that last one? And it's, <laughs> and even um, my partner Hayden yep. loves it too. Oh, that's when you can get your partner on board. It is phenomenal. Yes. Like that's when you're going to change the world. Like incredible. Yeah. yeah. So he like often he's the one that will sort of say like, Oh, are you in your bear mode? Like, is that what's happening here? Yes. So good. So with wild, 
is an example of when you're in your wild, when you just suddenly want to move house or you want to move towns or like you make those really wild, like sudden changes in your life. Is that why? Yeah. So like a, a really, probably the best phrase that I could sum up wild is I can't handle blah, 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 blah anymore. Yeah. Like it's that <laughs> I can't handle this mess anymore or yeah. like I can't handle this bad mood anymore. I can't like, I can't handle insert whatever is bothering you at the moment anymore. Yeah. And that's like your, like your higher purpose being like, this is not serving you yeah. like this like it's not taking you where you need to be Mm. so we're going to go about creating change and like what are we going to do about it so Mm. it's yeah it's a really passionate energy to yeah be in amongst yeah Yeah. so when we create that change that's when the cup is filled up yes yeah 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 I love that you're aware of like so the, I explained it to my husband as like a PlayStation game to speak in his terms. So it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing a game on the PlayStation and you like go and get all the coins and you fill that bucket. Yeah. Um, so when you fill the bucket, you move on to the next level. So like yeah. when you fill that, when you filled that cup or you filled that bucket is when you um, move on to the next level. So for me, I kind of look at it as like when I fulfilled the nourishment of that level, when my body feel or my soul feels nourished. Um, in that area that's when I'll move on to the next phase in the cycle so yeah, yeah. that's interesting and also with the white like wild mode for me I don't know if I'm even present that I'm in that mode like I'm so presently in that mode that I'm not pre- does that make yes. sense <laughs> yes so it's kind of like for me it was super mode and I think super mode is a very masculine energy. It's the, of the, all the three, of all the four modes, super is the most masculine. And I think for me um, to be in my masculine, and I actually just ha- like I've had a few reminders over the past few days of um, how I can surrender more to my feminine energy. Mm. So for me, super was easy. Like I had that shit down packed because it was a coping mechanism and it was how I like stayed above it or felt like I stayed above it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's easy to be it's easy to block shit and not feel things so super was easy for me so I just used to not notice it yeah so maybe I'm like that's that's the easy yeah it definitely makes sense like you know thinking about how many times I've moved house and when I make all these sudden changes I'm just like yeah um and also like it even feels like because I definitely resonate with the super mode and I and again like Hayden well I think that's the mode that um, I will say to Hayden, I'm in my super mode. Like you need to, like he seems to not cope with that with that mode the most. It's really interesting. Yeah. So most, a lot of the research that Carly has actually done on it, and from what we've all, as all of us soul modes mentors, and and the like, there's actually another like another lot of soul modes mentors about to come out as yeah. like, come out. Like I can't <laughs> think of the word graduate. That's yeah, much better word <laughs> um, at the moment, and I think. Yeah, sorry, going back to what we were talking about. Super mode, men, some men don't cope well because oh, we are so masculine in yes. that space that we push them into their feminine. Oh my God, yeah. And so we're like, we're like, wanna, we're just like, right, this is how things are going to happen. And they're like, well, that's my job. Like, what am I, what am I going to do if she's got it sorted sort of thing? That makes so much sense because it, it, it's been annoying me that – he doesn't cope well while I'm in that mode. It annoys me. Yeah. yeah, and it would, wouldn't it? Because you're like, 
I'm trying to get shit done. Like, just help me. It's not like I've, I've got, I've just created, like I've just up dredged all this stuff and now I need to like smooth it out and make sure everything sits. And isn't that what the masculine is? Like, I don't know about you, but like my husband, if, if there's kind of ups and downs and everything's kind of chaotic, he's kind of wants to just bring it all together and like, be able to put it in a box I guess yes and that's what super mode is we want to be able to put everything in a box and tick it off and say it's done so if we're taking up space with that they're then pushed into their feminine and if they're not used to it they're like what Mm. what is this what am I supposed to do with this yeah well that's yeah that's really interesting because as you know um Hayden and I our relationship has definitely been sort of up and down um and one of the things that we discovered when we were down was that I'm very in my masculine And it didn't work, like it didn't serve our relationship because I wanted him to be in his masculine, but I was in the masculine. And pushing him out of his. Yeah. So one of the things that we'd like to do with this podcast is have a series called the um, uh, Sacred Conversations with the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine and unpack all of those things that we've discovered. Sounds incredible. Especially like single moms. Yeah. So in their masculine. Yeah, they so. have to be. Well, they feel like yes. they don't have to be. They feel like they have to be because yeah. they've got to be all of the things. Exactly. And I think that's a really beautiful place where soul modes and like being in tune with that cyclic being can come into it because you start to understand that there's a place for every single energy and they all exist within you. And it's just about like understanding them and working with them. Mm. So Okay, so, so we go from wild into bear Bear, okay and so bear like i said it's um some people can really struggle with bear if they're not getting the time they need to go within like as you would very well be aware when you've got kids and like recently with remote learning and all that kind of stuff particularly like if you're a single mum as well trying to get the time to be alone with your own inner bear like good luck do you know Mm. what i mean um so for me this is when water play comes in like literally if I'm in bed and I'm feeling like I just need time we either I run a bath and I put the kids in I will have a shower and have them like kind of in the bottom of the shower or we if it's a beautiful day we'll go outside and they have water play because it's um, really healing for them it's a beautiful thing to keep them occupied and it gives me the time to be with myself mm. so even if I can get five minutes of them while they're doing that and I can be alone with my inner bear like that's that's probably like my biggest bear hack is yeah water play <laughs> mm. um so yeah just finding the time to nourish yourself so um I think another thing that um soul modes kind of shatters <laughs> is like self-care because we're like we're preached at about like self-care you need to take care of yourself like you need to meditate and you need to journal and you need to do this and do that but yeah those things are going to feel epic in bear like Mm. meditating and journaling and being alone with yourself in bear is ultimate self-care but in the other modes it might be like trying to meditate when you're in wild yes yeah, well, that's another thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting looking at specific topics like meditation. And there are some days where you're just like, I just can't get in that space. Um, you know, like for, yeah, that like self-care practices are very like... Cyclic. Yeah. They should be anyway, yeah. like rather than... And yeah, I think it just, like I said, it just shatters so many things and brings it all into perspective and gets you to be able to create your own and be be so in tune with yourself that everything is like innately guided Mm. as it should be like we Mm. should be guided by all these things rather than the things that outside sources tell us we should be yeah um 
So yeah, bear is when like your typical methods of self-care, like meditation and a nice long relaxing bath and yeah, all of that. That's when, that's when you would be craving that. Well, for me, I try, I'm very mindful of saying like, that's when you, because everyone experiences it differently. So I will continue to say what's what like, but I'm meaning that's how I experience it. And I know that many people will resonate with that. Um, so yeah, it's when your typical self-care methods come in and yeah. So with bear, like for an example, if, if you're sort of recognizing going into that, would like emotions like frustration come out in bear? Is that when you're like, oh, I just want to be left alone and uninterrupted. And, and when you are, when you're not able to fill that cup up, that's when those sort of frustration feelings. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I, so I feel like once I was aware of the different modes I struggled with the transitions most because I was so confused about what was happening. Like I had this awareness of the modes, but then like, and wild to bear mode was probably the hardest because you've got this wild energy um, that's kind of on its way out. And then you've got this deep, like need to be nourished. So like, I'm, I just want to be nourished, but my kids are needing of me. And then I get really snappy because I'm like, why do you need me so much? Because it's like that wild, like fighting with it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, so I feel like, and I only mentioned this the other day to someone that for me, if I'm not able to meet my needs in any of the modes, I like default to this wild Yeah. <laughs> because right. it's just like frustration because you're not able to do what you really, really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, so in bear mode, it's really easy to get quite snappy at those around you because, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes a perfect example would be if you're sitting on the couch um, and you've got your partner next to you. Like in bear mode, you just want them there. Like you you might like to have their arm around you, but you don't actually want them to talk to you. You just <laughs> want to feel nourished. You want to feel held so that you're free to go into the deep, dark cave and dredge up what you need to dredge up. You need to feel safe and secure. So having them there feels lovely. But for the love of God, do not talk to me or ask me to do anything because yeah. it's just, it's too much. Yeah. So then being a mum in that energy, I do, I find that, I yeah, I still find that hard. But at least I know what it is now. And I think that is like, that is the biggest gift of all is knowing what it is. So in bear mode, when I'm feeling like that, it's like, all right, kids, put a movie on chicken nuggets for tea. And I put my feet up and I have no shame or guilt around doing that. And if Zach comes home, I'm like, I'm in bear mode. And he's like, cool. Yeah. And that's that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's It doesn't have to be like, I feel like um, in the past I would get up in my head and, you know, Zach would like be like, oh, he's going to come home and be like, what have you done all day? So then I'm already like creating an argument. He hasn't, and he probably wouldn't even think that, but I've created this scenario in my head about all these things that are going to happen. And then I've got on the defensive and he walks in the door and I'm like, look at this house. I haven't been able to do anything all day. It's too hard. And like just created this whole thing when it was simple as putting a movie on and putting my feet up and having a cup of tea and letting myself have that time yes like that's powerful yeah 100 percent. so it feels like um that bear mode is that really optimal time to receive like to absolutely to and and it's it's bizarre because receiving is a feminine energy and yet women are so uncomfortable around receiving yeah so i yeah i honestly bear mode's probably my like harder modes and i do feel really uncomfortable in that mode like i you know we've discussed this before and other things that we've done like 
I feel my true self in that sparkle mode. Yeah. Like that's where I want to be all the time. And it's it's been really great and helpful understanding that I can't be in that all the time. That's yeah. not real life. Yeah. And it's like that's it's it's not gonna create what you it's not gonna create the the um, life that you actually desire. Like it's all well and good to be like, yeah, I just want to float around and sprinkle love and gratitude everywhere. But if we did that, like where, where are we actually going to create the change and where are we actually going to dig up our stuff and actually work on ourselves? Because if we're so busy sprinkling, like, yeah, sprinkling all that stuff everywhere, not only are we going to feel really depleted and Mm. we're not going to have the opportunity to recharge that, but you're going to, be pretty like yeah stuck there I guess so yeah. it is a beautiful mode but yeah. all four of them are they're all really amazing places to be when you can start to appreciate all of the magic in all of them definitely yes. so yeah so it goes from bear to super which we've kind of touched on it's yep. like that um, the to-do list yeah the, tick yep. off your to-do list yep. like sort sort the crap like yep. get everything in the box pretty mm. much and you don't want to stop and reflect you don't want to, like, when I'm in super, Hayden will come up and, like, want to cuddle me. And I'm like, I don't want to cuddle. Yeah, like, don't I'm you dare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though. And I think um, when I was having some um, mentoring with Carly before I actually became a Soul Modes mentor, I messaged her and I was in super mode and I was like, I just, like, everyone, I can't handle everyone. And it's all, like, I just want to do my shit. Yeah. And she's like, it's really nice to be in that space, but make sure you remind yourself of presence. I know it's really hard. And I think there's some, there is something in every mode that is hard, but mm. we still have to do it. Like mm. that's a part of being a human being, like with our soul. Like it's, we still have to be reminded of that presence. So yeah. in super, yeah, it can be really easy to be so caught up in our little box mm. that we forget everyone else. So I know, I'm not sure... And that's when the kids frustrate me the yeah, most. Yeah. It's like I can handle them in bear and wild because they just seem to go along for the ride. And yeah. also, like, it's I think we've talked about it before, like, you know, children and especially our little girls, like, they have their own cycles as well. Yeah. It's been super interesting seeing my three-year-old. Like, she's, she, I definitely recognize her wild. Yes. It's so yes. <laughs> and isn't it, though, because she's un, she's, she is as she is. Yes. She hasn't got any of that societal crap on her telling her she should feel a certain way or she should do a certain thing she's so in tune Mm. with what she what she feels she needs to do that she does it exactly so now and even like recognizing that and not forcing her to be something you know like there are definitely days where she's like I just want to stay in my pajamas and stay at home and I'm like okay I'm gonna do my best to make that happen for you you know like yeah isn't that where the power comes in like how many people are bringing that in to work with their daughters on this incredible work so so incredible yeah it's funny that you say that you like you're good with wild and bear when you're with the kids like I feel like wild and bear as when is when I struggle with my kids and super and um sparkle like I got this I think my Mm. masculine just has it kind of sorted yeah and it's like this energy of like I'll either set stuff up for them to do it's very logical my super my superwoman is a very logical person and it's very like matter of fact I guess which is that masculine yeah um so it's just like here you go this is what you're doing today or just yeah like yeah well I guess maybe you're directing that super energy into mum life yeah whereas my super definitely 
goes into my business. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, I just like, that's when I've got all my to-do lists going and I'm like, okay, I want to achieve this, this and this today all around my business. But if I was directing, like that could be another way to harness yeah. that energy with the kids is if I'm directing it into them, yeah, yeah then it would flow and a lot better. There is so many, like, you could, yeah, write millions of books on the different ways that you could use cycles. Like, um, for me, like even as a lover, a soul, like soul modes and being a lover, soul modes and being a mother, mm. soul modes and being a businesswoman, yes. um, soul modes and being a friend. Like, there's so many different aspects of it, yeah. and every and it, within every cycle, you're gonna bring about something different because every single cycle is gonna be focused on a different thing of within your life so yeah some cycles it's like this is about mothering and I'm really great like do you know what I mean it's really about that and then in other cycles it's more about my relationships and then other cycles it's about my business and I feel like yeah it's just this Mm. constant evolution I guess yeah yeah so yep. from super, we go into sparkle. Sparkle, yeah. Yep. So sparkle mode is um, you're in a fairy. You're in a sparkly fairy. This is when being a mum is probably the easiest. And it's probably the cup that I find I feel that feel the easiest because it's easy to – I've got these people who just want to be immersed in my love all the time. Mm. So it is. It's about that presence, that gratitude, that love. So probably my biggest giveaway that I'm in sparkle mode is I'll look at the kids and be like, oh, my God, I love them so much. And then I message Zach. I'm like, oh, you are the best. Like, I just – I can't get enough of you. I can't wait for you to be home so I can wrap my arms around you. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because as women, we're told that we're complicated and hard to read and hard to understand. And I guess if you didn't know about soul modes, we would be because mm. one day I message him and tell him like how much I love him. Whereas the day before I was messaging him and being like, we need to move this and we need to change this. And we need, to, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, definitely. So, And I think it also gives a lot more understanding to, you know, there's this whole women are crazy and that's sort of been a trigger word for me in a lot of my life so it's it's interesting to like take a new spin on that crazy and be like well yeah you're dealing with four personalities in one person so it is a lot to um a lot to handle at times I guess for people that don't have that awareness yeah along with all the other cycles like soul modes is not the only cycle we experience and I actually I just had this quote that I brought up on the book before we got started because I knew that it would come up. So this is right at the start of the Soul Modes book and it says, we are powerful. We're here to change the world, yet we are living in a society that isn't set up for us to thrive. Mm. So the the society in the world has like very little knowledge of these these four women. So yeah, it's, it's, it's about bringing about that space that, that we have to thrive. So yeah. 100%. And even there's a whole podcast episode that I've got planned out which is all around um, embracing the feminine because we're in, this is my belief that currently in amongst everything that is going on, we are in the great uprising of the feminine, which is really exciting to be here presently as women. Doing um, our work in the world. Yeah, and this is this work I truly believe helps women so much and helps that uprising in the feminine so I just get so excited about it so on soul modes for the men listening what would you like them to know about soul modes that it can be really simple and it's really like all you need to know is about these four women and they're not hard to know like once you start to understand them 
watch your relationship transform Mm, because yeah yeah, like you're, you're knowing your partner on a much more intimate level so and I feel that I feel that since we have this mine and Zach's relationship and our connection has definitely changed and deepened and it's it's definitely changed my like obviously changed who I feel I am and I it just takes away so much shame and guilt. So I just, mm. it, it has nothing but good things to bring to your relationship. So if, if you are a um, masculine core being and you are listening to this and you have women in your life, introduce them to it because together, the, like the two of you or like the women in your life knowing about this, it's only going to create positivity in your own life. Mm, I love that so much. And I definitely felt it. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's yep. beautiful to witness. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk a little bit about anger and sadness. So I feel like there's a lot of toxic sort of spirituality around at the moment, like this this toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that are all about like good vibes only, or you know, they just want to be in that high vibration. Don't don't you know what's that? <laughs> um, let me think of it. <laughs> Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, which is all well and good in lots of areas. But I feel like, so when we when we start surrounding ourselves with spiritual friends, I feel like it can be really difficult when you're in emotions like anger and sadness. So I guess what I'm feeling, like my question is, what is your take on anger and sadness? How do you feel in those those emotions? So probably the first thing that came to mind was like obviously checking in. And in social media, we don't have the um, ability to be able to do this. But if you're going to a friend with anger and sadness, like checking in with them first and being like, well, first of all, if they're aware of SOMOs, are you in bear mode? Because if they're in bear mode, it's probably not the best place to bring it up. Like they're so deep in their own stuff mm. that you bringing your stuff would probably they they quite possibly may find it very difficult to process in saying that if you're both in bear mode you might be able to just sit there and be there for each other do you know what I mean um I'm probably like gonna address the more toxic spirituality side of stuff rather than anger and sadness but just all emotions like we need contrast and I feel like the whole soul modes thing is the perfect light and dark like we need that you need the light and you need the dark and we also but we don't need like it's a bit the shame and guilt is what bothers me with Mm. all of this kind of stuff yes is like when you are sharing your darkness and your heaviness like is it to then bring about a certain feeling of light around that is it to invoke change in people and know that how they're feeling and what they're doing is okay so that they're not feeling alone in their darkness like Mm. if that's what it's about then like hell yeah share mm. the shit out of that mm. but if what you're sharing is like yeah that what what did you say the bitch don't kill my vibe yeah. <laughs> um you're like yeah owning your shit i guess yeah. it comes back to that doesn't it like yes. yeah if you're not really t- willing to be there in the dark and have that trigger to your darkness then like really it's just arrogance and it's like you're still stuck in your ego and there's nothing spiritual about being stuck in your ego. 100%. And that's why I guess I really want to shed light on, on these thoughts and feelings that I've been having when I've been in those feelings of anger and sadness. And, you know, so I guess 
So say, for example, you are having these more difficult emotions and you do go to a friend because, you know, that's generally what we do, isn't it? When we're in a difficult space, you you do need support. That's, yeah, that's definitely. You're human. Yeah. yeah. So I guess most people might respond with like, oh, just transmute it. Do you ever get that no. from people? Transmute it into love. That's what we're meant to be doing here as love. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had somebody say that to me. Yeah. Well, often you're I'd be like, bitch, don't kill my yeah. vibe. Like, <laughs> let me be in my darkness. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is seriously what I see and, and experience within people in this spiritual community. People that think that it's like you're not spiritual if you feel angry and sad. And if you feel angry or if you feel sad, that's not spiritual. So you need to transmute it into love because love is spiritual. And another thing is that, you know, when people come to me and they're they're in those emotions, um, sometimes what I say is like, you know, there's a lesson. I'm sure there's a lesson in that. And I don't know if that's helpful. Yep. But yeah, just connecting more into like the power behind anger and sadness as as emotions. Yeah, yeah. They're not emotions that we need to get rid of. 100%. Absolutely. We, yeah, we need to experience them and we can help support people in, in having that understanding, I guess, is what I'm trying to um, put across here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like anger really promotes change. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. An, like it's awakening. Like it, we're, yeah. And I think probably the biggest thing that's coming up as you're speaking about this is deflection, like being aware of your own deflection Mm. and not allowing others to deflect their shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. um, and I think my, like my friends and the people around me are really, really good at holding me through that. And I would, I would like to think that me doing it for them also like being like, okay, so this is what you've got coming up. Like, yeah, what are the lessons? What, what? What change is yearning to be created from this? Like what needs to be born from this? Yes. And yes, sitting in it and like just giving it, giving you that permission to be there Mm. in all of your emotions. Yeah. Because that's healing and like that's spirituality, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Another example is like, like I love to do yoga and I know, yeah, you you go to the yoga studio as well. And then before, before lockdown, I remember going to the gym and going to a class um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one of those like um, sort of boxing type ones. Yep. And at first I went into my ego in my spiritual, you know, I'm like, oh, this isn't me. Like I should be at a yoga, you know, doing a yoga <laughs> class or doing something. And then as I was doing it, I felt this anger within me rising up and being released in in that experience like does that make sense yep and it just it did it felt so good and i was like wow more spiritual people need to tune into their anger because there's There's some power there's some real power it's sacral it's like that it's that yeah that deep rooted that deep-seated yeah yearn to create and to change and Mm. yeah absolutely Mm. and i think like with yeah, the, like with your soul modes and your cyclic living, and particularly as a mom, like a mum and a and a woman in this world, like <laughs> if we tuned into it, there's probably a lot of anger there. Yes, but like when we live a cyclic lifestyle, we're able to know when good times to release it are and when it's coming up and why it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. And again, I feel like this is so involved in the uprising of the feminine. 
we should be angry. Like the feminine have been put down and I think that's part of it is like suppressing this anger is suppressing the feminine. Yeah. Is really so yeah. But it's suppressing like in, in suppressing the anger and suppressing women it's it's suppressing everyone like it's yeah the relation like do men really want relationships with women who are suppressing their anger and not wanting to be heard because what kind of relationship is that they're pretty much in a relationship with themselves yeah and i'm not talking like an intimate relationship i'm like talking all masculine feminine relationships like if yeah i think full stop like that's all that needs to be said on that (laughs) and then sadness like tuning when you truly tune into that sadness i feel like that really promotes reflection and healing yes absolutely yeah like oh there's another quote i don't know who says it how can we heal without feeling like yeah you need to feel in order to heal yeah and it's so important to feel that sadness and i think as spiritual people we think like oh we're just meant to be happy all the time and joyful and you know love love and light (laughs) whereas like yeah there's some real power in that in those more difficult emotions and again i feel like soul mode's really it gives you permission and that's that's the biggest thing it gives you permission to go to the places that you need to be yes yeah definitely so when someone is deflecting, how would you describe that? When someone is deflecting. So when they're not taking responsibility. It's not me, it's you. Or it's yeah. not me and it's everyone else. It's I often like it's a complete... describe that as projecting. Do you think that the, that's it's different? Probably, or do you think that's Maybe the I've same? used the wrong word. No, no. I think, I think yeah, maybe they're so, the same. So projecting is like, for me, projecting is like me projecting how I think or feel about a situation onto you and being like, that's what you're doing at the moment. Yeah deflecting is me like putting up a barrier and me being like, uh, uh-uh, that's not how it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? So projection is like, um, a putting on, mm. whereas deflecting is a blocking. Okay. So what can we do when someone deflects that and, and puts that statement out there? You are too much. Yeah. For me, the being too muchness is probably more of a deep seated healing that I need to do from my learnings of being a little girl. So I think little girls are told that they're too loud and they're too energetic and they're too free. I don't know if free is the right word, but, and for me, like when I think about being too much, I think back to being a little girl and being squashed. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know. It probably definitely happens now as we're getting, like, as I'm getting older and I probably do still see it. But when I think about it, that's what comes to mind. Mm. And it's not so much about being too much now. It was about being told I was being too much back then. So now I'm not able to fully be and stand in my power now. Yes. Yeah. So when we're presented with that, oh, you're you're being a bit too much here. Yeah. um, Perhaps that inner child work could be really beneficial for that healing. And and probably that projecting so when I see another woman and I'm like whoa like she's a lot isn't she and I'm like whoa where did that come from and it's like at some point in time that projection has been projected onto me Mm. yeah so and for me I'm constantly looking like this comes up a lot (laughs) in this day and age it's so easy to cast women against each other that I think that's a huge part of it as well. Like when when something comes up and I'm like, yeah, what's that about? Do you mm. know what I mean? And we start to, yeah, put this projection onto other women when we have no idea about it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And again, it just keeps going back to that same theme of the, the feminine. 
how do you incorporate sisterhood? Because I know that that it feels important to you, and a lot of women really battle with it because it does feel foreign, yeah. um, and it does feel challenging at times because there's that judgment, and it's like we're we're taught to yeah to, cast against each other yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because heaven forbid all women got together and loved each other and accepted our differences. Like, that could be fucking dangerous, hey? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yeah, so sisterhood and, yeah, women's circles and women being together and being immersed in the the energy of each other, that is powerful shit. Mm. I think the biggest thing about women coming together is just being allowed to be who they need to be in that moment. And I think soulmates fits perfectly into that. Yeah, the work of women coming together is seriously powerful. And um, the biggest thing about, like, so, for example, when I've held women's circles or been a part of women's circles, it's, like, not interrupting and letting women be as they are is probably the biggest and most healing thing about the whole experience is going to a women's circle and knowing that you just get to be that chaotic emotional raw vulnerable person that you we yearn it like we need it that's Mm. healing oh yeah and when other women can sit around and hold that space without needing to jump in and change her mind or you know like yeah um transmute it or offer their thoughts project onto them like that's powerful yes so women's circles are yeah. definitely just healing for women and we just need to get back into circles. yeah and even like if you if the thought of literally going to a women's circle and sitting in a circle seems really foreign to you the other day when we went to like we caught up with mm. a few women after yoga well we probably will were nearly sitting in a circle with yeah. not consciously but yeah. That's healing, like being seen. Mm. And it was so simple. We sat in a coffee shop with our kids and I don't even know what we talked about, but I felt heard and nourished and loved. And I know that the other women there did too. That's Mm. powerful. And we did it in a coffee shop without candles or, I don't know, oracle cards or anything like that. It was literally just our energy. And a a woman's energy, the energy that she can bring to a space, that's powerful and it's healing and it's amazing it really is yeah I, yeah and that's again the feminine just wants to be heard and yeah. women coming together all with that same we all just want to be heard so learning how to listen to the the other person hold space for the other person and yeah so we just need to nurture our friendships with women with, yeah. our, with our sisters and and i think another big thing to practice with like our most loved sisters and it's a, hard, it's a hard practice to get into is allowing them to just be where they're at. Like if they're coming to you with their stuff, like allow them to let them get it out there without trying to interrupt and like cut them off and offer. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You can help them dig further a hundred percent, but let them get it out first Definitely. and just, yeah, give them the space, the, um, the opportunity to be heard and felt. Cause I think that that is the most powerful thing we can do as women. Mm, I love that. What is your number one non-negotiable spiritual practice? Oh, Something that goodness. you might, if you, if you get to do it every day, then you are just a better person for it. You just feel so much better. A what shower. Is, a shower. Yeah. yeah. I'm a nighttime shower and it is. If I don't get that, I'm not a nice person. Yeah. And I think it's it's probably like the biggest act of self-care for me. Yeah. 
I'm the same. I don't, I can't, I don't know what words to put it. No, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I actually, in, in my course that I run, um, one, we go over like clearing techniques, like clearing your energy is so important. And that is how I clear my energy. So a shower is, yeah, it's definitely one of my number one spiritual practices is at the end of the day, after I've given all my energy and and soaked up other people's energies, I just release it all. And just, I imagine like this golden light coming down and I'm just so like, it's like a meditation in the shower. And yeah, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Like when I think of my safe place, the shower, and my bed are like my cocooning safe places. Mm. Um, and that definitely started from motherhood. Like if I got to the end of the day and my kids, like it was way past bedtime and they were still asking of me and I hadn't had my shower for like, I am a very cranky mama bear. Like, yeah. Yeah. And th- there has been moments when I've like handed the kids to my husband and been like, I like, I can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's shower time. Yeah. I don't care what happens. I need my shower. Yeah. yeah. What is something that has helped you on your spiritual journey? So this could be anything. It could be a book, a specific healing that you've received, or even just a quote that you that's blown, blown oh, your mind. What's, what's something that you want to share to others that you got a lot out of? Oh, there's so many things that pop to mind. I'll reel them off and then I'm going to like, I'll hone in on them, like one of them. So essential oils, hundred percent. Um, I have to do another episode because yeah. I wanted to, yeah. So we'll yeah. do another episode on yeah. essential oils, Yeah, but yeah, go on. Energy, energy healing. Like, so I, like I did a, I've got my Reiki two certificate. So energy was definitely something. And the thing I was going to hone in on was gratitude. Yes. Like, And I think you, Wayne, like you were definitely on the gratitude. Like that was one of the biggest things for you. And when you started to get in on it, I was like, yeah, this is interesting. And um, you actually lent me a CD of Dr. Wayne Dwyer's. And ever since, like um, I did do like the whole gratitude journal. I don't so much anymore, but it's definitely like a a mental thing that it's always ongoing. Yes. Gratitude, 100%. Biggest spiritual tool that I have. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So I love connecting people together. How can we connect with you? Whether it's, you know, social medias, like yep. how can we connect with you? Anyone listening that so interested? you can come and find me. I'm probably um, spend a bit more time on Instagram. So Instagram and Facebook, you can just search for Arnie Darby. So I'm there. Yep. Um, my website is ranidarby.com. It's a little bit under construction at the moment, but it's definitely there. Yep. But yeah, Instagram is probably where I hang out the most. So, yep. um, and yeah, where I'm sharing all my stuff as much as I can. I yep. love your Instagram. I like, yeah, <laughs> love binging on your Instagram. Thank There's you. so much wisdom there. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to link everything as yep. well. Any final words, any final messages that you want to share with us today? And yeah, we're definitely going to come back on. Yeah, I think we're going to have to. Hey, yeah, Yeah, this is, I love when we riff. So thank you so much for having me. And um, no, I think that's it. Yeah. If you have any questions, yeah, definitely just reach out. I'm always happy to chat cyclic being and soul modes and all things helping you to come back to who you innately want to be. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you again. My pleasure. This has been the best. Thank you. I am so grateful for Rani Darby to come on board the podcast as my first guest. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. We can't wait to come on again together. Don't forget to check out the show notes and make sure you're following Rani on Instagram 
and Facebook and check out her website. She has some very beautiful offerings. So if you enjoyed the wisdom that she shared today, check her out and you could be working one-on-one with her or check out the other offerings that she does. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow this podcast for more interdimensional conversations on all things life, death, and everything in between. Remember, even if your wings have been clipped off, they can always regrow.